Welcome to the Mythic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brummett. And today we have a very special episode. It's the last of our series of the summer of these solo episodes. And what has really been coming through is about the hero's journey. You know, some of Joseph Campbell's work of really exploring what this element of the hero is, the the path, this archetype that the hero takes. Obviously, he went into many faces of the hero through studying the breadth of mythologies. And tonight, I wanted to just bring some of my take onto it, explore, you know, what it is to discover the sense of our free will, our sovereignty, and to really look at embracing what is our journey of the hero's journey in our personal life. A mythic life is free from the constraints of old stereotypes, led by the adventurous soul that is striving for joy, fulfillment of purpose, and the quest for higher growth and connection. A person who believes there is more than meets the eye, that pursues personal development, alternative medicine, lifestyles that are wanting to break free from the societal norms, and explore their mystical abilities. There is greatness within everyone and a soul desiring for joy. So this this topic, it's very dear to my heart. It is something that has come through in my life at many points. I remember when I was a kid, my mom went back to college when we moved to Santa Cruz, California, and, and she went back to college at UCSC to become a, a teacher and get her teaching degree and was studying all the psychologies and everything like that. And then around that time or a little after that time when she started teaching, the Joseph Campbell series, his interviews with Bill Moyer and that exploration of his work of, you know, the hero's journey came out in those videos. And I was only a kid and it's a six part series. If you've never seen them, I'm sure you could find them somewhere, you know, on YouTube or at what one point they had them as a series on Netflix. But um, I was enthralled as a child with this and that that exploration and that sense of listening to your heart and really striving for that sense of bliss and everything that he was sharing about that. And I loved how he spoke of, you know, really kind of acknowledging a lot of these Western mythologies and the stories within them, but also referencing into his history of growing up Christian and how through his studies, he started to resonate more into Eastern philosophies and really connecting in more with nature is what I really extracted from the videos, especially the second time through when I saw them as an adult. And, you know, it ended up, quote unquote, on the shelf. In fact, I even picked up his books early on in my career in my young 20s to reread them and and didn't. They ended up sitting there and being put on the shelf. I didn't pull them out until actually after Sarah and I and our old third business partner, Tara Greenway, who we launched Theta Healing NYC with, we had a brick and mortar healing center and official Theta Healing School in New York City for um, 
about 10 years and uh you know our doors were completely open as a physical center for was that six years of that 10 years and we were renting out of other people's spaces but you know we closed our center in 2019 and it was really hard it was it verged on just breaking my spirit of like my passion and joy of being a theta healer out of just so much struggle even though we thrived as a center we took on so much more than we could chew of a rent and employees and overhead and all this sense of business that none of us were trained in and we had to learn through um more life circumstances and situations and dramas so when we closed our center when we separated with our partner we came up with a new business model and it wasn't something that really worked in the heart of Theta Healing and as a Theta Healing school to do what we were wanting to do, it wasn't right. And um, so we really had to explore like, what is right here? What does the universe want for us next? And Sarah and I explored this with the consideration of renaming our company. And we went on this big process of renaming. We hired a coach to help us. We then went on to hiring somebody else to help us. And we went through this whole renaming and had a focus group around it with peers and friends. And um, in the end, we really realized that what we were feeling called to do was support people of having sovereignty and personalized, authentic lives instead of buying into this subscription of what life was meant to be, taking actions based off survival mind of fears and insecurities and going into careers that would give the sense of security and safety in the future and and financial safety and all this stuff. We really realized that we were wanting to empower and help direct the creative artists and entrepreneurs and to really support the highly sensitive souls, intuitive people to follow their hearts, follow their bliss, as Joseph Campbell would say, and move towards what is fulfilling. And that could be anything. That could be planting a garden, that could be researching and studying nature, that could be traveling the world and running yoga retreats to um starting a homesteading school to, you know, just being a parent to, um, you know, really enjoying chemistry and becoming um, a mixologist or something like that. Like every path is unique to each person and there's a reason for it. There's something that is fulfilling. There's a passion. There's a personality in it. And as we explored this and as we came up with the name of our company, Mythic Life, we revisited a lot of this work of what is the hero's journey? You know, growing up, I loved Star Wars. I love Star Trek and I love Star Wars. I'm one of the few that loved both. If you ask people, people will hold an affinity to one of the two if you ask them which one they like. Some people are like, oh, Star Trek, all in. And others are like, oh, Star Wars, all in. And um, for me, it was both. My dad loved Star Trek. My mother loved Star Wars and she enjoyed Star Trek and we didn't really have TV growing up. 
We had a battery ran little six inch black and white TV when I was a little, little kid. We'd watch the original Star Trek. And then when Next Generation came out, I really got into it. Anyway, enough about sci-fi fantasy TV. So really embracing that as a child of, of Star Wars and then learning later on how the characters were written based off studies of Joseph Campbell's work that every character in Star Wars is actually based on the concept of a hero's journey and mythologies there are within of, you know, father replacing a son, replacing their father and stuff like that. And correcting the justice of karmic things of their past and, you know, feminine empowerment and leadership. And there's so many things. It's really kind of cool that way when you look at it from a psychology, sociology standpoint. But a hero is somebody that is living a life that is in a way, a shell of a societal norm in some way. They are growing up and living in a culture that is directing what life is meant to be, and they have a feeling and a knowing of wanting something different. There is a calling inside, and they usually know this on some level, this calling. They feel it instinctively. They feel it physically, emotionally, even mentally. It can get so loud of a calling that it can even be like in The Lord of the Rings, Gandalf coming, knocking on the Hobbit's door and them saying no to the calling and then marking his door for all of the dwarves to be stumbling in and launching him on his adventure. So this is the calling. And when the call is answered, then the adventure begins. And the adventure is a quest of discovery, discovery both within and without, that we go through a path of learning and growing and becoming and interacting and coming into situations that are not normal to us, that we then have to learn and adapt to and develop skills along our journey towards whatever the end game of the journey is. If it is conquering a dragon for gold, if it is correcting the evils of the universe to free the individuals and to be the savior or whatever it is, right? So, that journey has these demons that it has to face, these these challenges that we have to actually develop a skill embody the skill and overcome something, right? So, this as as a path is something that if we are conscious of or unconscious of is something that greatly I love and embrace in my philosophy of life that if you are conscious of it or not, your soul is on a hero's journey. You are pursuing experiences that are fulfilling you on some level. And that may be something that you finally get to at the very end of your life. That may be something you get through in different chapters of fulfillment, right? It's it's not like I'm going to move in this way until I have a thousand apples collected in a bucket and then I'll be done, you know, harvesting apples. 
or a million dollars in the bank or have healed 10,000 people. It's not like that type of conquer dominance as a journey of fulfillment. It really is more a discovering and becoming. Maybe it's learning to slow down and embrace kindness. Maybe it is discovering that intuitive voice in your heart. And maybe it's adventure of, I want to see as much of the beautiful land and waters of this planet as I can in this life. And maybe it is, I really want to explore the cultures around the world and have a cultural experience and see the arts and and listen to the poets. Or maybe it is writing poetry and developing a craft or art from within. It can be so many things. That's the incredible thing about life. So, there's always this thing and it's something that I read uh, other versions of as I was studying labyrinths. I really love sacred geometry and and the history of of the labyrinth and not a, not the maze. There's a difference between a maze and a labyrinth, by the way. A maze is meant to confuse you and you have to figure out the right path and there's many paths to take. A labyrinth is a single path that is not straight, typically. It can creatively be designed any way you want. There can be left and right turns, but there's only one path to take. And it leads to a destination. And the only way back from the destination is to return the path to the beginning. Okay. So it, it could be a, a coiled snake to the head from the tail. And then you get to the head and you follow it back to the tail at the end. The hero's journey has this returning aspect. And in returning, you're returning to that society that you had this film, this shell of, that when you return, it's not different, but you are. How you see the world is, how you feel about things is. The food tastes different. Your movements and behaviors are different. You are transformed, reborn, gone through your chrysalis and bloomed into this new version of yourself. And when you revisit, when you have that returning, and this may speak to you, it feels familiar, but it feels distant at the same time. It's like another lifetime. It was funny, actually, just this past week, I went in for an appointment with my daughter, Freya, to um, to New York. And we decided to go to our old stomping grounds in Harlem. You know, she was born there. She spent the first uh, four and a half years of her life there, almost five, four and a half. And um, Sarah and I actually lived in that apartment for 13 years, I believe. And I, I recalled actually out of all of the apartments and houses that I have lived in, it is the home I lived in the longest out of anywhere in my life. It's the longest lasting chapter of a physical residence that I ever lived in. Growing up, you know, I had a few different houses that I lived in. And then through the teens and early 20s, I moved around a lot. Then I got to New York and I lived in Chelsea for a little while and then moved up to Harlem. And it was so interesting because New York City is very 
fluid. It has a fire to it. It's like the movement of flame where obviously you have some staples of certain areas, you know, certain restaurants or significant buildings or something like that. And then other things are changing. They change pretty frequently. For something to last longer than 10 years in New York is is significant. And, you know, we went there and we're like, oh, you know, let's eat lunch here or there. And some of those places weren't there anymore. And we walk on the streets and the blocks and we go to our stomping grounds, our common walk that we would do in the North Woods and Central Park. And, and there were so many memories, but it felt like it felt like the same way you would recall a past life. It wasn't us anymore. It wasn't our personality. It was the shoe that the foot fit in at one point. And the foot's a little different now, you know? And so it was interesting to visit this other lifetime, to feel it and to remember the memories of it. And um, this journey that we take in life, it can be good to have that reflection and to revisit memory, to go back and see who we were when we were those ways and to remember and recognize that beautiful aspect to who you were, that it was always you. You were always there. Your magic was always there. Your personality shines through in certain ways or at least at certain moments. And, and yet the shell of those mundane aspects were congesting. They were consuming. They were holding a, a place as a placement for the universe to wait patiently for you to wake up and listen and answer the call. And so this is really the thing. And we outline that and realize that through our work, through what we do as Theta healers and teaching classes and doing healing sessions and working on reprogramming the subconscious beliefs that a lot of the work is washing that film off of outside societal views of us to clear away that pressurized expectation and to empower the natural beauty and gifts of the individual that on this path, it is helpful to have those guides that nudge you along that path that keeps you listening for the calling and taking action to overcome those challenges. Because it can be so easy to go, oh, I'm going to take this hike. And then you get to that first boulder that you have to get around and you're like, oh, I'm going to go home. This isn't fun. It's too hard to realize there's somebody there to help show you where the footholds are to get up over it and around it. And then you get to learn from the challenge of it. And um, it's nice to have those guides. I, I really always appreciate the support and guidance that I get and that I turn to friends for and listen to them about and receive that education and nurturing and guidance and help and support, you know, that actually is always available. If you have nobody in your life, you do actually have those mystical beings of those angels and guides and totem animals and things like that. 
there's you know spiritual medicines there's always something that is going to help you along that path and we have to listen to it and look for it and that's this thing of a life led by the adventurous soul even if you face a lot of fear your soul is not afraid it actually enjoys that adventure of exploring life and having something cool you know something fun that joy that we're desiring for that love and connection that we're knowing is waiting for us and sometimes we may not see it in our future but that's because our future isn't a straight you know runway it's it's a windy road you have to go around the bend to see what's next sometimes and and that takes courage it does and no matter how long you go on this path it can always be right around the corner again there can always be that rediscovery of self and stepping into a new chapter you know you read about these artists and these musicians there's musicians that didn't learn music until they were in their 70s and then became these incredible composers these authors that didn't write until their 60s 70s 80s like there's always that time to explore and discover that age really is irrelevant in that way and and resources as well like the amount of time and energy that's taken up by not prioritizing ourselves is so much more than the resources necessary to take action so i i really endorse this this truly is from my heart that you are a hero of your life that you are on this journey to discover yourself and to declare through free will your adventurous soul and um it does take breaking free of those societal norms and i'm not talking about cultural society and individuals i'm talking about industrialized standards and institutionalized education you know sometimes we have teachers that taught us how to critically think and to not just take on expectations and be told what to think but a lot of education is unfortunately and when you look at what's happened in our form of capitalism of how large humanity has gotten how global it's gotten how large corporations and companies have gotten to be and and the ingenuity that has happened in the the past 80 years 100 years that industrialization and institutionalized thought the way that it infuses into society is really what we want to look at shifting you know more of as a society at whole you know what what would it be to discover truth rather than just be told how to think about things if that is for your health how you educate yourself how you treat yourself how you process emotion how you decide on what to eat where to live 
we can break free of these things. It is a film of projection given to us. It is a medicine that has put into us for decades and decades now that forces consciousness to fall asleep. You know, as a humanity, it's not all awake. There is a waking up that's been happening that we are having to different degrees ethical growth. You know, there are certain concepts that there is never a concept of in the past that there is now that's opening up for more equality and individual empowerment. You know, obviously there's still really dark, heavy things out there that need healing and need to be addressed. And that being said, people are waking up. I do believe in it. I do believe in humanity in this way that by people feeling their instincts, that their spirit, their soul is knocking on the door and they're constantly being fed opportunity after opportunity of answering that call, of listening to it and deciding, you know what? Today, I'm going to act differently. Today, I'm going to treat myself differently. Today, I'm going to make a different decision and will take that path of that journey, that adventure. So, I hope this speaks to you. It's something that maybe it's just going, yeah, I love hearing it because I'm, you know, three quarters of the way down that adventurous road. Or I've gone on that cycle so many times, it's like a backhand. I I know the turns. Or maybe you're like, you know, I've been feeling this calling for decades now and my life really isn't all that fulfilling. I'm ready to make that change. You know, I, I'm tired of wasting another year giving my free will and vitality over to outsourcing my joy of binge watching some TV show and eating popcorn after a stressful week of work that consumes me that I find unfulfilling and unappreciated by. Although when you really get into a good book or a good show, it can be fun to, to you know, watch three or four episodes. I'm, I'm not being judgmental that way, honestly. It's just something that I speak to more from my place of work. And I encourage you all to listen for that calling. What would be that calling? What are you pulled to? It can be so cool. I'm thrilled to hear what you choose to do. We are Mythic Life, free thinkers, deep feelers, courageous trailblazers. We own our myth with our vibes, how we think, feel, and act. We believe that love is a given, not something earned, that spiritual is sexy, kindness is cool, and earth is sacred, that everybody has superpowers and life is too boring without magic. We walk our talk, and when life gets real, we heal. We choose our path and make it epic. Thank you all for joining me today, everyone. This is a topic that's very kind of dear to my heart. It's something that has always been on the forefront of my life and choices. And, and you know, if you speak with my wife, Sarah, you'll know that we're always fluid and making wild choices. And it's, it's fun. If you want to know more about our work and philosophy, check out our website, mythiclife.com. Follow us in our socials as well at The Mythic Life on Instagram, Mythic Life on 
TikTok and Mythic Life and YouTube. We are really doing some cool events coming up. We do have our monthly live healing circle. You can check it out at uh, Mythic Life for the next date. It's once a month, typically around the second Wednesday of the month. If you know about Theta Healing, I've taken a Theta Healing course. We do practice groups for the community of Theta Healers. It's Mythic Healers Collective. And we're having some open intro nights to our work where we're looking at intuition and, and the sensitivities that that plays out and how with the interaction between intuition and limiting subconscious beliefs, how it actually really is the breeding ground for anxiety and wears on the spirit and creates depression and uh, how it is actually really easy to heal how we can grow out of this and really just empower our intuition so you know if you face a lot of those sensitivities anxiety depression come check us out we really want to support you you are just so magical and gifted and really deserve this support and um thank you all for joining everyone after this one we will be having guests again check out our new worksheet for really empowering your mindset and getting our meditations. So um, we're out there. We want to support all of you. Wonderful to see you all. Thank you for joining me today, everyone.